This is Aikido Discussed, your regular weekly Aikido podcast. We talk about everything that is the martial art of Aikido. I'm Christopher Hine, head instructor at Aikido of Fresno, and with me is Joshua Tihi, assistant instructor at Aikido of Fresno. And Maya Solana McDaniel, first Q and student at Aikido of Fresno. Welcome back, everyone. Yeah, here we are. We're to doing the podcast. It. Thanks. Yeah, I wasn't Thanks. talking to you. <laughs> oh, sorry. Just talking to the listeners who are also with us. Virtually. They're recorded. We're already done. These, yeah, I mean, these us's I get, are dead. That's true. That's true. Hello in to the, the future. In the infinite What's it like? universe. Yeah. Yeah. It's the future. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it, actually, it's Tuesday, so it's the future of 10 hours from now or something. Yeah, whenever. Man. Ah. Yeah, it's wild world. If you're listening to this in 2046, hello. Hello. Yeah. 2046 is <laughs> a very specific date. I don't know. I just, first thing I thought of. All right. So, um, I had an idea for a podcast topic, and I, I hope you guys have something to say about it. But I was watching the Olympics, and they have judo in the Olympics, and I hadn't really watched, I don't, you know, I know about judo, but like I haven't seen like competitive judo, what's really going down, all the kind of stuff. Totally interesting, into it, I'm like, man, I should start studying judo this is like like, i'm gonna compete well no right well no not well so this is yes so this is let me get there but uh so we have a pretty good judo club here in fresno long time judo club like whatever i thought man if i wanted to do judo i could go and and do judo it looks really interesting i study an adjacent kind of thing it'd be fun and as i'm like having this thought in my head this is all like within you know Split second. Like, real quick. But uh, I'm thinking, man, I'm old, and, like, uh, how am I going to do that? And, like, you know, and then it, uh, like, occurred to me, like, oh, and, like, you know, how long it takes to get a black belt and all this stuff. And then I'm, like, why did that pop into my head that I would even have to worry about becoming a black belt? You know, that, like, my first thing is, like, well, obviously, if I'm doing this, I'm going to become a black belt. Um. And I know that Chris kind of, you had a similar sort of experience with like uh, kendo and maybe some with uh, jujitsu where it's like, it's okay to just do something until you get what you need out of it and right. and, and just, you know, call it quits with it or wh- whatever. Um, so I don't know. I just wanted to talk about that and kind of throw it out there and see what you guys think and see, you know... Uh, because I, I, and the other thing is, as I was thinking about all of this, is the idea of like, what even does rank or a black belt mean? And, um, you know, is there a fallacy in this, like, could become a master? You know? Yeah. So I think there's a lot of things that we can jump into and feel free to go wherever you think is the most interesting. But it was just something that, came to me as I was thinking to myself, maybe I should try another martial art. Maybe I should look into another martial art. I mean, I think it's like from you saying that like you, the first or one of the thoughts that you had was, oh, well, how long would it take to become a black belt? And like, it's so interesting because I guess we just colloquially understand that like having a black belt means you are legit and you can really do the stuff. Like you can really do whatever it is or really know whatever it is. It's, is in that system and like until that point you're not legit and i definitely have had that thought with like or have seen with people the way that they talk to me or just seen the way people interact with each other that like if someone asks you like 
oh, what rank are you in karate or whatever? And you're like, oh, I'm an orange belt. And they're just like, oh, okay. Like, they don't, like, people don't see you as really doing martial arts until you're black belt. Like, I'm talking about, like, the outside right, public right, or whatever. Right, right. But yeah, yeah. I had a coworker who was like, <clears throat> um, yeah, I had talked to, and he was like, I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm really close to my black belt, blah, blah, blah. And, like, he would just every time ask me, like, did you get your black belt yet? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I mean, truthfully, like, I probably right now know the same that I'll know when I get my black belt. Like, I, 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 there'll it's, be small improvements, but not so, uh, that much. So my jiu-jitsu teacher, Tim Cartmel, um, he uh, wrote a book with another guy, um, Ed, oh, I can't remember his last name right now. Anyways, they wrote a book called Passing the Guard, and this is like 2003. And um, they were both brown belts in jiu-jitsu at the time. And um, one of the main criticisms that came up for that book was this book wasn't even written by like black, black belts. belts. Oh, my God. That's um, interesting. And it, exactly what you just said, Ed Bonneville, I think. Um, he said, uh, he's like, in truth, I will know the exact same information when I have the black, black belt right. as I do now. You know, and, and they were both like yeah, a yeah. year from black belt at the time. You know, it was like, you know, nothing, you know. Yeah. Um. But it's like we have this kind of thing where if a black belt says it, it's real. And if someone's not a black belt says it, it's not real. Right, right. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think, uh, you know, so I do think that it, that that idea of being able to do well. So that, so my other thing is when talking about multiple uh, martial arts, like people who do, do multiple martial arts, it like occurred to me that like, you know, Black belt's the thing that you do for the thing that you're really geeked geeked out about. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then everything else can be like whatever. And if you're someone who maybe gets geeked out about things all the time, then getting another black belt in something else might be something that you would want to do. But if not, it, it's not an important... Like, you don't have to begin your journey with that end in mind, with that goal in mind. Right, yeah. you can begin within. Like, I just want to go and see what this is about. Yeah. Um, but it was weird to me because until I was thinking about it in this kind of way, and it and it, I had that thought of like a black belt, like not even like a conscious, just like, eh, of course that's what you would do because right, you do martial arts, like mm-hmm. there's belts, and so obviously you want to be, like, whatever. As you learn, kind of how martial arts work. Um, like uh, socially um and, and like that i mean like culturally socially also you know not not just like in one-on-one relationships but how they work you start realizing that like you know when you see someone who's got like 50 black belts you know like i mean there's there's definitely these yeah, people they exist yeah it's like that person who has those black belts it, while to someone uninformed it seems like wow they really must know a lot of martial arts to me it looks like well they're really good at getting into the social structure of martial arts systems and um achieving the rank that you right, get to right. you know I was going to say that kind of like when I hear someone <clears throat> list off their credentials and includes like black belt in this, black belt in that, black belt in that, like just, and they just keep keeps going beyond three or four. Like it, it kind of makes me feel like, like suspect about them and not necessarily that they don't know things, but I'm just like, like, like you're collecting belts. Mm-hmm. Like that's your, mm-hmm. your main, your main thing. And I, I like, not necessarily that 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 should really even say anything about a person, but it, it just, it makes me go. Hmm. Well, you know, and so if we're if we're looking, the other thing that I 
wanted to bring up was and something that we've talked about before is like the idea that the black belt is is actually the starting line mm-hmm. it should be the starting mm-hmm. line like the black belt is the the place from which you can begin to do the serious sort of work and not mm-hmm. that you aren't doing that the whole way and so if you think about it in that context then if you immediately jump in and go to another black belt another black belt another black belt are you ever doing the serious like the work. serious work it's like i it would be like i have a ba in 17 different things sure, but i never went sure. and got an advanced degree you yeah know? Or, or not even that i just never went and did any work in that field right you right, know yeah, yeah. like I, yeah, I'm, yeah. i've got a ba in business um but i've never ran a business i don't own a business i've never managed a company i've never you know it's like well yeah. then what does that mean yeah. you know i mean it, it means on paper you know something about business but it's never been applied it's you know yeah, I think probably at least for Western culture, like we're so oriented towards like the achievement, the like the piece of paper, the the award, the trophy, whatever it is. And like in school, it is at first, you know, your your BA. And then if you keep going, then it's a master's or a PhD or whatever. And I think the black belt's kind of the equivalent of that in martial arts, which is like, well, of course, you, you got to go for that. Or what's the point? You know, like I think people look at people who are in college like that, like, well, if you're not working towards a degree, why are you here? Right. And it's like, is, and, and maybe it's a different thing. I don't know. Is this but like, like a historic uh, thing? Like, do we, do you know when like this, like the idea of like these ranking, this rank kind of system began to be popularized? Um, I think Drew Rocano is the one who made it. Well, so I think there's a long history um, and this has not ever been a, a serious point of study for me. But as I understand it, in European culture, in swordsmanship, there were early ranks. Uh, I don't know if that was Italian. I don't know. Um, I, I honestly I don't know um, what school mm-hmm. that's from. And the ranking system basically it's worked like this. They would all wear these sashes and you start out with a white sash. Um, and then you would dye it yellow, and uh-huh. then you would dye it orange, and then you would dye it red, and okay. then you'd dye it brown, you'd dye it black, right? And that was just like, you know, an honorific, like, oh, you know, yeah. you, you, you've you right. been studying this long and done this much, whatever. So Jigoro Kano um, really made that popular with judo, um, and I've heard people say that he came up with it on his own. I heard he said people say that he took it from the European system that had preexisted. I've heard all kinds of different things. I don't know if anyone's written any serious papers on this, um, but that's from what I've heard of it. But I do know that judo is what made it really popular. And judo originally, I think, was white belt, green belt, brown belt, black belt. Mm-hmm. I think that's the original ranking. It was really simple, you know. Yeah. And then when uh, Taekwondo came around, um, not that other martial arts didn't take it and use it and, you know, um, I studied a style of Kung Fu in the 80s and we had colored sashes then. Yeah, man. You know, and this definitely came from <laughs> yeah, the, like, the like karate, uh, judo kind of lineage. But when Taekwondo came in, Taekwondo really uh, monetized and businessified Business, martial yeah, arts, yeah, mon- you know, yeah, yeah. and then it became very important. And that's where you start seeing stripes and all the stuff that, you know, came after right, that, you know, right. like when I studied Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, there was a 
white belt, a blue belt, a purple belt, a brown belt, a black belt. And that was it. That's all there was. Yeah. And and now I don't even know what people are. Like <laughs> yeah. when we went to Maya's tournament, you know, I was like, I don't know what these people yeah, are. Like yeah. there's all kinds of stuff, silver belts, stripe belts, <laughs> uh, all kinds of shit. And I looked at the rank and I was like, Who, what, what, what kind of where, does, where do people fit? <laughs> right. You know, I don't know. But I think we've realized that that makes um, – because we've set those bars that people can see, I wear this thing around my waist or whatever, then like that gives them something to strive for and that makes it easier to make money on people. Sure. And so that's why all this ranking has really built up. I think it is – I mean like by no means do I think we should get rid of the idea of a black belt or something because I think it's important for people to feel like they're working toward a goal and that they – Says the brown belt who will be taking a black belt mm-hmm. test this year. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> no, I understand. Like, I it's, understand. it's you know, I mean, I guess I can speak for myself right now. Like, I've been doing Aikido for such a long time that it would be really nice just to go ahead and have the black belt. Like, I'm almost there. I'm really close. And it would it would suck to, to stop now because I've sunk however many years into it. Sunk. Sunk. I've sunk them. No, I mean, I and I, I feel like I am to the point where I you know, am teaching and stuff. So I do feel like I am starting to deserve it. Um, So, you know, I think there's lots of good things about a black belt, but kind of like we're saying, like, it it seems like it kind of gets skewed to become the, instead of as like an additional incentive or a thing to motivate people, it becomes the only reason where the, the justification for people to do a martial art in the first place. Like, as in doing the martial art, you're just doing it for the belt. Rather than the belt is a nice thing as that symbolizes the, the the knowledge that I've gained. Did you notice? Have you noticed? And I don't like our probably not with our school, but maybe uh, the black belt drop off. So like I get my black belt and then like I just kind of am not around as much anymore. It's or, very or common. Whatever. It's yeah. very common. Yeah. Yeah. There's ranks. I think that um, people typically drop out. Like if we're looking at Aikido, um, I think first test. Very common to drop out after oh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Third Q test, very common to drop out after that. Um, first Q test, very common to drop out after that. And Shodan, very common to drop out after that. And usually if you make it a little past that, you're probably around for, for life. You're probably one of these people who's... These like, annoying people who yeah. just keep doing it. Keep talking about it, about it on it the internet weekly. and whatever. Yeah. That's interesting. It just... What's it, it? It just it's interesting. What was interesting to me is just like that's where my mind went. Even though like I'd study a bunch of other stuff, right? Like you know we do different sword fighting styles and whatever, you know. So it's not like I don't do other stuff. But for some reason, when it's like I'm gonna go to a school that's not my school and do something, and it's like, well, what's what's? And I begin thinking about the end goal. Like that's the end goal instead of going like. And what am I going to learn? Yeah, the end goal could be anything. And really, right. like, my end goal is I just want to see what like to flip people around or what, you know. Yeah, yeah. And so the, I felt like that. I think the truth is, you know, a lot of people do martial arts because they enjoy the practice of martial arts. And that's yeah, why yeah, yeah. people who do it for a long time do it because it's whatever, fun to go to class, socially enjoyable, um, challenging, whatever stuff you get out of it, you know, way to stay physically fit, whatever. Um, but I think when you have to explain it to people outside – they they think you're kind of wasting your time. I yeah. think that's a common thing. You know, it's, it's a way like, to justify it to people yeah, outside. Yeah, exactly right. And so when you say like I'm working towards a black belt or I am a black belt, and I, I think if you say you are a black belt to someone who doesn't train in martial arts, they get this kind of mystical oh, picture yeah, of you. Yeah. And so if you got a black belt, then it's like oh well, you're like a monk or something. You know, you, you yeah. you're some kind of dedicated weird. You I can mean, that do was that. exactly you the can vibe. Do some shit. Yeah. Is, is that's and I've gotten that. And like, look, if you know me. 
like and you met me, I don't think that you would no- necessarily think that I would be able, like I would be some kind of like you ninja know, or something, like whatever. Yeah. Um, but I've had people like you know, and I don't necessarily tell people like right out like, oh, I do, but you know, it comes up like whatever, and people are like, oh, that, you must be blah blah blah, and it's like, no, I'm just me, but I know some, <laughs> you know, like. It's interesting because I think the truth is with training, everybody's training is their own training and you can't really compare, you know, my training with Josh's training and the, I mean, quality, quantity, all of it. Um, Because, you know, so uh, I was talking to a a girl at my work who I saw at the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu tournament that I did and uh, I turns out we worked together. And so we were, you know, chatting back and forth and she was like, hey, you should come by my school sometime. And we were, you know, having a great conversation and. And, you know, she asked me what, what belt I was. And I was like, oh, I'm a white belt. Like, you know, whatever. And then I asked her. It's funny because for whatever reason, I was like, well, I don't really care what belt she is. I just want to know, like, how long she's been doing Brazilian mm-hmm. Jiu-Jitsu. And I was thinking about it later. And I was just like, the reason that I asked her how long was because I felt that, like, like a belt doesn't necessarily – I don't even know what a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu blue belt means yet mm-hmm. because I haven't really been – in around, this, around a school and i know that that's a constantly changing status and from school to school that might be different and i'm like i'm just very aware at least in aikido very aware of how different rank can be mm-hmm. and so that's kind of why i didn't ask that question and then I, that's why i asked time instead but now thinking about it time also is yeah what, bullshit how serious are they? yeah right, you know right. what i've, I've been like studying to, 15 years once a week yeah. for, <laughs> what yeah. i like to ask now and and what i really see as a marker and it doesn't matter at which level you do this um, have you competed in? Mm-hmm. And so like when we were in um, uh, Combat Con this year and I was trying to gauge how many grapplers we had in a class I was teaching, I was like, have you, have any of you, how many of you have competed in judo, uh, Western wrestling or Brazilian jiu-jitsu? And, uh, you know, none of them had other than the guys that were there with us. Um, but uh, uh, it was it, like, I think that's a good marker because even if you didn't compete at a high level. You competed at a white belt level or a beginner level or uh, high school wrestling or whatever. You understand like the severity of like what it's like to do that thing, to actually do mm-hmm. that thing. And you don't have to like go to the fucking Olympics or something. You just you just have to like have done it. And and so like you know if you have been doing Brazilian Jiu Jitsu for a year, but you've already competed in a few tournaments, it's like well you're pretty serious right, about right. it. You know um, if yeah. you've uh, studied Brazilian Jiu Jitsu for ten years and you've never competed. You're probably not as serious it's about like it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You're in a verb. Yeah. Yeah. And like you see that a lot in judo, like especially if people take on judo later in life, is like you'll have older judo guys who like basically want to be like, you know, dojo parent or something. You know, right. like yeah, judo they're there dad. for the kid That's events. And yeah. 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 And and they know all the stuff and they're good, but like, you know, they, they really don't compete. They competed whatever they had to minimum for their school right, so right. they could do it. But right. but it's like, well, they're old and you know, like but it's a different kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I, I, I think that that's a, a fairly good metric, but like, I mean, there could be, and this is maybe a rare circumstance, but like thinking about ways to break that gauge that you just came up with. Like there are definitely people that are just like, I'm, I don't know, on that women's grappling group that I'm in. Like there's a lot of people that talk about like, is it weird to not be interested in competition? And there's plenty of sure. people that talk on there about like, I know a lot of you guys like to compete, but, like, it's not really me. I just want to, like, learn jiu-jitsu for self-defense or for these other stuff. And, like, 
you know, they seem like they were, are just as serious. They just aren't interested in going yeah. to a competition. The the only problem is like when you're asking questions, like, so, you know, Josh has never competed in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, but Josh is pretty serious about training in Jiu-Jitsu and understands a lot about Jiu-Jitsu. But Josh on a, on a weekly basis is sparring live mm-hmm. with Jiu-Jitsu. Right. And, and so it's like, it's really hard to gauge. And, and if someone was like part of a, a really active competitive school and they themselves had never competed, competed, but I knew that they were going to class all the time. It's like, well, this person's serious right, about it, you know, yeah. like because they're, they're live training. But it's really hard to ask people like, do you do, do live training? Um, because you'll get all kinds of answers. You know, like I ask Aikido people, do you do live training? And they'll be all yes. And then I say, oh, what? And then they show me forms that are fast. And it's like, that's <laughs> that's not live training. And so, so if you yeah. don't really have a, a good gauge of what live training means, however, if you go to a competition, I know for a fact that was live. Right. Yeah. That's a fa- like a um, uh, an objective Exactly uh, right. Uh, representation and I, of and I will live almost training. guarantee you did a whole bunch of live training up to doing right. that tournament, and yeah. so it lets me know you're familiar with live training. Yeah, yeah. What? So uh, this is something that I don't know if you brought it up here. If we, I'm sure we talked about because we talked about everything. But um, so you know, Chris did uh, a year of kendo, maybe. Mm-hmm, I did uh, a year of kendo. And and how long did you do Brazilian Jiu Jitsu? Uh, about two. Okay. Um, And at a certain point, sort of realized that you had gotten what you needed out of it. And, Mm -hmm. and, and so we're just like, okay, I can, I can step away. Um, Talk a little bit about that. Cause I think it's an, that's an important thing, you know, so we're talking about black belts as being, and it's, there's this weird kind of flip that's happening, but you know, in one sense, having a black belt is the beginning of the thing that you're doing the work, but um, you can get what you need depending on what you need, what you want. All right. Very quickly, mm-hmm. much more quickly. You don't have to spend all of the time to become a black belt to get all of the tools that you need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's absolutely right. I mean, you know, so like you really also have to understand like what what does the black belt mean to the school that you're training in? Because I think the general public's idea of a black belt is a total master who knows everything, you know, and it, that's absolutely not true. Um, otherwise, there wouldn't be degrees of black belts or all kinds of things that happen, you know, like so. So, you know, when I studied kendo, um, my objective in studying kendo, which I was very clear about for myself, was I wanted to learn how to do live sword sparring slash fighting, whatever. Um but I wanted to learn how live sword interaction works. That's what I was there for. And when I, it took me about a year to sort through it and really figure out that like kendo isn't sword sword fighting at all. You know, it's a kind of stick sparring that's to a very special rule set. But you know, kendo yeah. will tell you it's not sword fighting. I mean, they'll tell you that first page of the book when you look through the book. But um and so once I realized that, I was like, I got what I wanted out of Kendo. And, and you know, I did get some other cool stuff. Like there's a few footwork things I got from Kendo and like understanding a little bit more about uh, Japanese culture in a different way. Um, there's the cool things I got from Kendo. But but it's like it didn't offer me what I wanted. And so like once I realized that Kendo didn't provide what I wanted, then I went on to Hema, right. you know, and Hema did. And you were able to pull out the things that you did need sure. within that year or however long that sure, you sure, were Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, and then when I did Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, you know, I was I was uh, uh, I'm gonna use the word talented, but whatever. I, I had a lot of ability with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, um, and so um, after a couple of years of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and and you know, I didn't study like a 
a normal person. I say like a gym rat, you know, I was there all the time wrestling and competing and doing as much as I could inside of it. Um, and, uh, and I never ranked at all. In fact, when I was offered rank, I, there was a tournament that day and I chose to do the tournament instead of take the ranking test. Um, so, so, uh, you know, I was just really into it and I really realized the limitations of it as far as what I wanted from martial arts about two years in, you know, and about two years in, I also felt like I had enough ability that if someone wasn't a a decent grappler, I would get them if they were within range of my size. And so it's like, I've, I've kind of maxed out my ground grappling ability as far as like not being a serious ground grappler, you know, Mm -hmm. like if if you want to, you know, be, compete at a high level or something like that of course like I, I i know nothing you know i'm I'm not like those guys at all but like for an average person grappling i know more than enough you yeah. know and so that's another thing too like when people want to talk about self-defense like oh i want to train brazilian jiu-jitsu for self-defense like if you've got a blue belt you've already done more than enough brazilian that, that jiu-jitsu for self-defense right, right, you know right, like right, it's yeah. that's a lot you know and so to me uh, at a certain point with brazilian jiu-jitsu i was just like I really, I'm not going to get much more out of this. Like, you know, I can spend a whole lot of time, but the amount of time I'm putting in, I'm not getting out what I want. And I remember when I quit, you know, a lot of people were like, you're dumb. You're, you're stu- right. Yeah. They, they were like, you could be really good. You could compete at a high level. You know, you'll be a great black belt. Like, you know, all this stuff. And, and you know, there was a lot of like, you should keep doing this. Um, but to me, it was like, I'm, I'm done with it though. Like, I understand what it is. And, and I still practice it today. I like to ground grapple. It's really great. But, but it's like, uh, I didn't need Need, I didn't need to go any further. I know? think it's because we like what you're saying about how your, your your teammates were like, you know, why are you stopping? Like, don't quit. Like, don't, you could be yeah. so good. You know, like they assumed that your goal was the same as their goal, which was to go as far and deep into Brazilian Jiu Jitsu as they possibly could. But clearly, your goal was different. But I, I think we just we don't we don't see what other ways people can engage with the things, you know, specifically martial arts as we're talking about it right now, like that the not everybody is is in it for going super deep and going as far as they possibly can and ranking as high as they possibly can. Right. And and there's other things to get out of it. And I think we kind of I don't know if it's culturally or if it's specific to martial arts, but it seems like we just don't want to look at other stuff that you could get out of it, you know, yeah. and that you really can get um really practical skills from something in 6 months. Sure, sure. If you're into it and that's what you want to get out of it. And, and, you know, I think just having clear parameters of what you want. And I think part of the problem is, you know, a lot of people doing martial arts, especially starting, their their thought process, I want to be a badass or whatever, right? Like some blanket term <laughs> like a, that. It's a I vague wanna, goal. Yeah, I want to be able to beat people up and, and defend myself and feel good. Um, and so it's like getting a black belt would achieve that. So that's what I want to do is get a black belt. But then like, you know, when you know more about martial arts, you're like, well, what do I really want from this system? You know, so like for me with like HEMA is a, a good example. I mean, I've studied several uh, historical European martial arts systems now. Um my goal is to understand the system. And then once I think I can break down the system, then I, I'm I'm okay with it, you know? And it's not that I don't still want to do it or spar with it or whatever, but it's like I've, I've done my education. Right, you don't need to go to the full level of whatever mastery you're right, going Right, right, and, and understand those full levels of mastery or someone else's opinion about that thing. And, sure. You and, right, you know, right, right, right. If, if you really um, respect the person giving that rank, then I totally see why you would want to go to the highest level with them because, like, you're like, I want your right. full appreciation. You know, you, when you think I know everything, then I do know everything. But as you kind of become more rounded out and you're more clear about what you want for yourself, then you can set clearer, right. more succinct goals. And this is why I was going back to like, you know, I think for everyone, there's probably the thing that's like the the core for them, the martial, like 
that they geek out on and that, that, you know, and that's the black belt, you know. Um, and then everything else can just be sort of supplemental if you're cool with it, mm-hmm. you know. Instead of having to be like, well, I'm going to get black belt here and a black belt here and a black belt here and everyone's a black, you know. And yeah. Expecting that you're going to be able to, like, really give your attention to all of that stuff anyway. Um, because you, you, you can't. can't. And the thing is, it should, if you're doing it correctly, you, you should see how they all inform each other. And that should be sort of the ultimate, right, is to try to figure out, like, how they all fit together so you can use the things that you need sort of simultaneously in life or whatever. Right. Uh, Maybe we can talk just a little bit more specifically about the, I I think it's, this has been a good conversation so far, but maybe more specifically about the Aikido black belt and like what that means, what it means for us currently in Aikido and, and um, you know, how that maybe could change or so on and so forth. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, every school has their marker and this, this is not just, I mean, this is absolutely true with Aikido, but it's, it's true with absolutely everything. And certain martial arts systems have different things they put on it, you know? So if like, for example, in my opinion, karate has a lot of machismo on their black belts, like karate guys like to like, when they talk about their black belt, say things like, you know, like we had to run three miles and then we had to do 500 bare knuckle pushups. And then I had to spar with everybody in class. And then I had to walk on glass and then I had to eat a dead snail, you know, like, you know, like it's just like, you know, these lists of things. And, and so I think that's really important. And, and there's something to be said about that, you know, like it's the same kind of thing you would do in like, you know, hell week with the Navy SEALs. Right. Or, I mean, it, it is not the same things, but that kind of like, right. I'm resilient and I can come through things and I I have the ability to um, discipline myself to drive through anything and I have a lot of attrition and blah, 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 blah. And so to some people, that's what black belt means. You know, like in karate, to me, my feeling about most of them, if it's a karate guy and he says, I'm a black belt, he knows uh, all the forms for karate. And then he did some really tough stuff to prove that he was a tough guy. And that's, you know, that's what that means. Um, You know, in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, it means like I have this kind of um, ground grappling mastery where, look, if you're not, you know, 100 pounds heavier than me and a trained grappler, there's no way on earth you could beat me and I'll, I'll, I'll make a joke out of you, you know? And so, like, that's kind of what Brazilian jiu-jitsu is, you know? Like, so everything has its own levels, you know? And in Aikido, I would say for the most part, for most people, it's an aesthetic quality, right? It's you look good when you do mm-hmm. your forms. Um, yeah, you're, uh, yeah. You're fluid in your yeah. That's right. That's right. And um, so I'd say for the most most Aikido schools, and that's, you can move through the forms very effortlessly. That's right. And make things look uh, appear as if they're you know happening out of thin air. That's or right. Whatever. That's yeah. right. That's yeah, right. Yeah. And of course, that also appeals to each individual aesthetic. Um, value for each school, you know, so um, a Yoshinkan style is going to have a slightly different aesthetic than an Iwama school. But, you know, basically you look like a representation of that school. For me, it's about um, theoretical understanding and ability at the same time. Like, so I expect all my black belts to be able to write down the system of Aikido. I expect them to be able to sit down and write down what it is. Um, I expect them to know all the different forms and how they work and what all the pieces of the forms are and what I expect them to be like a junior level teacher when they get a black belt. That's what I expect of them. And then on top of that, 
and they should be able to do that at first queue. On top of that, to get to the black belt level, all that has to have some polish on it. So when I look at you, you look good and at ease with it and you're comfortable with it and it's nothing's a problem anymore. Um, and so that's that's what I personally think a black belt is. Um, but everything, every place is going to be, it's, you know, different. And, and basically what a black belt is when someone says they have a black belt is they've received a um, sticker of achievement from that school. Right, that school right. says, yeah, you are what a good representation of our school. Uh, yeah. Do you think that the variation between Aikido black belts, like in terms of ability and knowledge and stuff, um, do you think that that is a wider range than the variation between black belts of another martial art and, and maybe another traditional martial art or say Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu or something? Or is it about the same? that makes sense what i'm asking yeah it's hard to say but but anytime we have um um a regular competitive body then we'll get more homogenous black belts and what i mean by that is so because um brazilian jiu-jitsu regularly you compete that's a part of the training um the black belts all commingle between different schools and so while Uh areas might have fairish differences sometimes probably not even that great though in areas because people travel around and stuff um what the standard of a competitive black belt is is going to be the standard of a competitive black belt and judo is the same way you know and judo is even more rigid you know like they're very very categorical about all that stuff so um aikido is 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 pretty pretty different and you know like the the less organized a group is the the more desperate it's going to be you know like kendo kendo black belts are pretty much kendo black belts um you know and and you could say that pretty much all the way through eighth dawn kendo is it's like they're they're standardized you know because it is such a rigidly um organized system um and so you know if you were a kendo black belt in one school you go to another school you're going to be a kendo black belt you know it's it's like there's not going to be a lot of difference in ability or skill or in judo, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and kendo, um, do you have to have competed to be a black belt? Um, so in kendo, I don't know, but it's kind of just such a thing. It um, seemed like it would be hard to avoid competing. Yeah, but. yeah, and, and by competing too, does that mean inner school or outer school? Because like, you know, inner school, it is a part of it because it's part of the test. But right. like, you know, um, to go outside of kendo and compete, you know, like, you yeah. know, I went to a national tournament or I went to a, I don't know if it's required or not. Um, I think judo is, I think you have to, you have to compete outside of your school. Um, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, as far as I know, is not because, you know, you're talking about three pretty different ability or levels it right so judo mm-hmm. is an olympic sport right, right? super standardized right yeah. super standardized yeah. kendo is the national sport of japan super Dude, standardized right. mm-hmm. brazilian jiu-jitsu is a thing that was 10 years ago practiced regularly in garages you know so pretty different you know <laughs> right. and, and it's still new <clears throat> right and and there's a lot of people into brazilian jiu-jitsu and there's a lot of competition so that does make it a little more homogenous you know it's becoming more and more homogenous as time goes on but um, uh, I, I forgot the root of that question. But yeah, yeah, I, it's, I don't even know if it's relevant. Oh, do you have I, to compete outside? Yeah. No, um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, you you don't have to at all. Like, I mean, it's just, it, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. A lot of schools that I see now are still basically like teachers say, hmm, "You're about a blue belt. Hmm, you're about a purple belt. Huh, you're about a okay. you know." And that does vary. There are schools yeah. where there's, I mean, all kinds of shit. Some schools you got to like walk through a, a gauntlet of people who beat you with belts, or all kinds of weird shit has to happen sometimes. But you know. It's it's um, basically a teacher. It's still on a really personal level where your teacher looks at you and says, I think you're a good representation of me. I will give you a black belt, you know. Right. And that just means that, you know, 
Machado or whoever said, you know, Jean-Jacques Machado said, you are a good representation of me. Here's a black belt, you know. And right. so then you say, I'm one of Jean-Jacques Machado's black belts or whatever you are, right. you know. Yeah. So, I mean, it seems like no matter what martial art it is, it, that it unless there's a larger body or organization that's overseeing that you're a good representation of a black belt within the organization, it's just you're a good representation of the, of a personal standard, right, of the, the, right. the leader that's of right. the school's that's right. personal standard. That's right. that's right. That's like my black belts, you know? Like, yeah. I'm like, you guys are representations of me. So if, if anyone has a problem with you being a black belt, they can come talk to me, and I'll talk about why that's you're a black belt. That's what I tell you know, them. Like, like, go see this guy. <laughs> <laughs> um. Man, I feel like there was something else that I, I, but I, I, I think I probably talked about everything that I wanted to. Um, yeah. Because I, man, seemed like there was something else, but I, I don't know. Um, I, I think, uh, you know, I don't know where this will take us, but I always thought it was interesting when I was training in LA with a lot of guys who were way better than me and real competitive guys, like doing different kinds of competitions guys you know boxing and smokers and doing submission wrestling and dog brothers and all kinds of different stuff you know and um there was always kind of this thing that i was one of the few black belts actually of the guys i was training with regularly Hmm. and um they're like oh yeah chris has a black belt yeah and there was kind of that kind of thing you know and it's funny because um i knew they were better than me but like some part of them kind of felt unsatisfied because they hadn't got a black belt in something you know what i mean like yeah it it was like kind of a like oh i wish i had done that thing you know yeah and you know there wasn't any like uh, oh you should be awesome because you're a black belt it was just kind of like oh you went and did that good for you you know like i sort of feel in some ways that a black belt is like um it's like college like a four-year university or whatever where it's like look what you learn is kind of secondary. Like, you know, yeah. when you put it on your application, nobody really gives a fuck other than they know, like, ah, you were able to do all the shit that it takes to get through college. Right. Yeah. You know, all of the whatever it is, filling out yeah. the forms. It's and an nutrition certificate. Showing up, you know, like, and you do have some knowledge and depending on what school you went to, blah, blah, blah. But really, it just shows that you were able to, for that particular amount of time, Six and a half years in my case. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you were able to um, do what you needed to do to, to get through and, and, and graduate. And, and I sort of feel like uh, black belt is the same kind of thing where it's like, you know, part of it is just like, were you able to stick around for the amount of time that you needed to get this thing done? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's a yeah. that's that's a big thing. You I know, think, it's funny you when know. you look at um, different kinds of degrees, like, you know, say if you want to... Uh, a bachelor's in psychology or something, you know, it's like, and I'm not, I'm not bagging on psychologists here, but it, it's one that a lot of people pick because uh, the demands generally are pretty lowish. And so you can get through it pretty fast. And so like, and that opens up all the doors that you get with a, with a bachelor's, you know? Um, but if you compare that to like, you know, a medical doctorate or something, right? Like, in order for us to call someone a doctor, it's like, well, you got to do that basic stuff. And then you got to do some internships and some residencies. And so, you know, like, it's just all this stuff you have to do. And it's because, like, we know that that's what it takes to actually have a handle on the field, you know? Like, so that stuff, like residencies and stuff, that's their live training. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, like... No, that's how... Yeah. Yeah. And so I I think, like, you know, if you're studying, like, you know, a kung fu system or karate or something like that, and it's like, you know, knowing all the forms, that's your bachelor's. And, like, that's that's the the fundamental building blocks. But, like, still doesn't really mean that you can do anything with it, you know? Like, you got to. I actually, the more that we think about this, I think it it compares really nicely to, to 
university and that whole process because you don't need to graduate with anything to have taken classes and to know about the different things that you learn there. At the same time, having that bachelor's is a... Um, you have that piece of paper and you can go and take it places and people go, nice, you got that, right. you're legit. Right. Right. Well, and, and then, there, and and then at the same standard, time, a sta- right. like a, a minimum standard that people can assume because of that. Right. So right. they can easily look at that and go, oh, I have a general sense of what he, how that's, this person interacts in the universe or right. whatever. And then at the same time, you also, you know, like Josh was saying earlier, like that's only the start of your higher educational journey because there's still other higher degrees to get beyond that, which means you're really getting into the field and doing your own research and, right. you know, writing your own papers and proving the shit that you think is right. right. You know, And, you know, like I've heard many business people say, if you're going to become a business major, fuck that. Take the money that you were going to put into your business education and, <laughs> and start, start your start first business. business. Yeah. Because, you know, like there is definitely that like just do the thing and you will learn about the thing, you know. Yeah. And I think a lot of times, you know, when people want to learn about self-defense or something it's like you just kind of need to do it and then see what you don't know you know like you'll get taken down and go like you need to learn how to stop takedowns right, right. Yeah. and then you study that a little bit and go oh i can't stop everybody's takedown i need to learn something about grappling you know like and and like that's how you, you can learn stuff but a black belt's a nice thing to have and a nice thing to work for and if you know you 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 care about martial arts um, either the one you're studying specifically or them as a whole it can be a nice thing to get i'm glad i got a black belt i'm glad i settled down and got that but I haven't really found anything that I've really wanted to get a black belt in since, you right. know. Usually a few years in, I'm like, well, I understand that. Yeah. I It seems like, you know, uh, a black belt's also a, a sort of thing that you would need if if you wanted to, for instance, start your own school. You know, so if, uh, if I wanted to, you know, start an Aikido school, if I had a black belt, it's going to be much easier than if I'm just some random... Sure, and I mean, who, you, know, you know, something like uh, Aikido, that, anything like, you know, that does have black belts. Um, people would think it was weird if you opened an Aikido school and didn't With, have right, a black right, belt, you know. Right. But, you know, if you look at something like HEMA, like historical European martial arts, like th- there are no black belts. And so, like, sure. it's it's just kind of like, have you done this thing a long time? Who have you trained with? Who have you, But there you know? are schools, right, that sure. have various rankings. Or various, like... Uh, Teacher uh, levels. D- uh, like, right. Sure, I mean, like, whatever. so, like, you know, if you're talking about, like, the Italian school, yeah, that's, like, an unbroken lineage for 1,200 years or something ridiculous. I don't know how long. It's it's really long. But it's, like, most schools don't have that. Right. You know, it's, so like, if you want to study, like, Lichtenauer or something, you know, like, German longsword, like, there there's a broken lineage. Right. And so, right. like, so good luck. So there's a guy who, right. Right, and so there's a guy who read a bunch of stuff, and then he, he wrestled with some guys and then said, I think I know this. And then, you know, they're building it up. So there's a lot of stuff like that. And, you know, if you're interested in martial arts, like – that that's a very valid path as well mm-hmm. you know i study i33 that's a completely broken lineage right, right. we don't even know what the fuck the book says half <laughs> the time you know broke as fuck yeah. lineage yeah and so but you could open a school and, and teach i33 because like you're trying to do right, it and right. then again your students questions would just be like have you competed in it have you done it you know like how much have you read the book and then just seeing what you know about the source you know like yeah i mean i think like just like with anything you know the idea like the larger a community becomes, the more it becomes like a, a you know, a social a community. And we want to be able to talk to each other. And so we start finding ways to establish, um, uh, you know, who who is the, 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 
person who who knows something who doesn't who's new who's who's old who's you know who's been around like and that's how we have rankings is so we can know oh this guy i can generally go to and ask him questions or you know when he says he you know when he says something people listen because he's been around a long time and and you know here's his rank but like in something new like or well Hema's not new but it's new in the sense that it's a broken lineage mm-hmm. like it's just kind of everything's up in the air and so mm-hmm. anyone can kind of come in and and start you know doing their thing and and you know and arguably it, could be a teacher right you know? and and you know depending on the kind of person you are you may like that more or less i like it a lot because it's like anyone can present good ideas and anyone's ideas can be trashed whereas like in aikido you know when i was presenting some some pretty pretty revolutionary ideas in in the early 2000s for the, for the time. um i was just told you know like oh you don't know enough uh masters say that you're wrong and and it's like, well, those masters all turned out to be completely wrong, right? All those people who were telling me I was wrong, it's now obvious that they were wrong, you know? Right. And so it's like that kept us from growing and changing when we could have grown and changed. And like people talk yeah. about Aikido and crisis, it's like, well, that crisis, it, it, it happened because there was such a long buildup of like not paying attention to the rest of the world. And that's the problem with the institution, the institutionalized nature of Aikido right now is that like we've solidified so hard the rankings of people that we kind of have stopped listening to the actual content of what people are yes. saying and, and the validity of arguments and that kind of thing. And so it it seems like we're going having to kind of go, do, do these guys actually know anything? Like, it, are, are they are they making valid arguments or are they just saying, I'm right because I studied with this guy who studied with Ueshiba and that's it. Right. Or, you I, know? or I have the rank or whatever. Or yeah, right. right. I have right. the rank. They gave me. They know, gave it to me. Right. right. Yeah. And and it, while I believe the, the larger Aikido community is becoming very, very aware of this now and realizing that it's like, well, maybe we shouldn't listen to the people we've been listening to for the last 30 years because they haven't been necessarily giving good advice. And that's starting to change. There are still large swaths that are like, you know, well, this guy is an eighth Don and he can fight seven people at once and he can blah, 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 blah. And it's like there's still too much of that, you know, like. Yeah. And that's just this. It's just that black belt magnified. You black know what I mean? Like what that that seal of approval is magnified. Uh, what about Black Belt Magazine? I don't know. I used to read Black Belt Magazine religiously when I was a kid. I just feel like it's funny because uh, thinking about this right now and thinking about like what Black Belt Magazine is and the fact that it is called Black Belt Magazine kind of says everything you need to know about, you know, in a lot of ways. Uh, at least how people thought about martial arts uh, at at a certain time. And I mean, I guess it still publishes, right? I mean, I, I think it does. I really do think it does. It seems like they contacted me not too long ago. Um, yeah, they're, they're still around. First Black Belt magazine I bought was 1982. There was a ninja on the cover, and he had a, a Kasarigama with the chain wrapped around some dude's neck, and he was snapping his neck or something, you know? Uh, and Ninjas, uh, historically uh, big, big Black Belt. Oh yeah, absolute <laughs> black belts, absolute black belts. Um, and uh, and I remember that sealed the deal. But it's funny because Black Belt Magazine is such a good, uh, 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 an equal representation of what that black belt became. You know, like mm-hmm. so. Yeah. It, look, if you don't know, and and it, look, if if you if you work for Black Belt Magazine, I'm sorry. Um, but but the truth is, like, it's really sensationalized, and it's a little ridiculous, and and it, it didn't keep up with the times very good, and uh, it's a bunch of bunch of 
bunch of the horrible stuff um, that I dislike about martial arts now kind of came from Black Belt Magazine. Um, but it really represented this, like, thing of what a black belt is. Like, a black belt must be a badass. Yeah, yeah, You yeah. know? And, like, it really pushed that idea. So the the, the name was perfect yeah. for the magazine. Somebody was really smart when they figured that yeah. one. Um, I think, you know, as a final, I don't know how close we are on time, but um, I think it should, we, it should be reminded that, like, you know what you know. Um, yeah. And so truthfully black belt it doesn't really matter you know like we have a student who uh is not a black belt uh but probably knows more than almost anyone else there and can do it and um you know wasn't able to get through the black belt test in the way didn't ever want to deal with it again right um and it doesn't really change doesn't change what they know at all about what they know or how they're able to interact with anyone at the school or even with the the martial art itself, right? You know? Right. And anybody who comes to class can recognize that person's ability right. and that person's knowledge. You know, like right. it, they don't need to wear the black belt to 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 it for it to be clear that they know what they're talking right. about right. and what right. they're doing. Right. I almost never wear my black belt anymore. Yeah. What do you need it's to wear? A, I mean, it's an award. You know, yeah, it's a nice, a fun award. Uh, the end. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Participation trophy. No, I'm just kidding. No, I... I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. Well, that's all I have. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Over 48 minutes. Oh, I think okay. that's a that's yeah. a podcast. That is a podcast. That's a podcast. That's a podcast. Um, well, let's go ahead and thank our patrons for everything that they do to keep us on uh, on track. On the straight and narrow. Because we feel bad if, you know, I think we would feel bad if we missed a week to all those people who are, like, giving us their hard-earned money. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't. We show up. Yep. No matter what. Here we are. Here we are. Doing it again. So. And I would say, uh, if anyone, just right now, since I guess you you were faster than I, but uh, if you have questions, comments, you have topic suggestions, feel free to send them our way. Heck yeah. And also, um, drop us a review um, and uh, and some stars on whatever uh, podcast platform you listen to us on, because that does help. Um, helps people to see us and for us to be the top Aikido podcast. Top Aikido podcast! Whoa, Whoa. that was loud. Yeah, Sorry. Was yeah. Really? Yeah. Come on, guy. Chris is going to have to fix that now. Yeah, Dang it. Sorry. I just got excited. Probably not fixable. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> All right. Okay. That's definitely, that's some top Aikido podcast material right there. <laughs> Thank you so much to Logan Shadow Dragon Master Heinrichs, Adam Nicholson, Matt Whalen, the Dirt Wasp Podcast, Chris Protector of Ducks Comouse, Sensei Shows Shiko since Shiho Nage separated several senpai's shoulders. Oh, whoa. I like it. One. That's an original that's tongue twister, one. I believe. I know. I like that. That was a good one. We have a uh, hashtag Denny sponsorship, please. I am my yeah, McDaniel yes. and I approve this message. Yes. <laughs> Thank yes. you. That's a good one. I love that. That's great. Uh, <laughs> Brad V, Yarrow, 10 tame tadpoles tucked tightly together in a thin, tall tin, Madrona. Uh, El Terrible, Brooke Ferragamo, Ben, Chaotic Neutral, Aldrich. I love, <laughs> I love it. Fair enough. Tommy Siv, Francis Cordone, Scott Burns, Dave Dewberry, Ascension Center, Barrett Lippy, Sam Sulian, Randy Stewart, Hillary Jones, Constantinos Andrew, Franz Martinson, Yuli Simku, Brian Crowley, Lisa Klein, Sharon Okada, Christopher Aceto, Matt Mumford, Matt Riley, Grant Templin, and Lenny Acuna. All right. Very good. Uh, tip of the week. 
What do you think? You got a good tip from... It yeah. doesn't have to be about what we talked about today, necessarily. But... It's not. Okay, good. Um, But this is... <laughs> this is half story because I just thought it was very fun and um, half tip. Um, so we were doing the kids' class yesterday and uh, we were doing a uh, Hodoki escape drill and the kids were uh, had 10 seconds to do as many escapes as they could from Katate and Gyakute, whichever one. Um, with and other kids. With other them. kids yeah. holding them. And uh, we had uh, one of our, she's six? Yeah, I think she's six. A six-year-old Charlotte. against a 10-year-old. Uh-huh. And he's a lot right. bigger. Um, and he's, he's like a grown-up. He's, I uh, know. Not like even. A, my grown-up. Size-wise. Size-wise. No, not quite. Not okay. quite, but he is um, a lot bigger than a six-year-old. Yeah, he's a lot bigger than than her. Um, so she was doing her escapes, and uh, you know, kids are real flexible, and so she was trying, you know, very uh, fervently to escape uh, her her wrist, and she managed to without having ever been trained to do, but it was just perfect. She did a perfect shionage, including perfect. the throw. Perfect shionage. She was trying to get her hand free, turned all the way around. His hand was behind his head, and she pulled him down. And released her hand, and he fell, yeah, and it was it's beautiful, fucking perfect. And I just, I was like, this is amazing. Um, and so, you know, if you want to see if you could ever get that to happen, which probably not because adults are not as nope, flexible, not as, nope. um, but it is fun to see those techniques come off in various different ways. So try doing the uh, Hadoki escape drill, where someone grabs you and you are can just see how many times you can get an escape with your wrist, um, with them trying to hold on to you, and so. Yeah. When I go. when I got my first live shionage, there for a while I kept a list. Um, I wanted to see if I could do every single Aikido technique live, and so every time we would train live, I would see if I could get them. And I remember when I did my first shionage, I was like, "That's it, Aikido works." Right. You know, like right. it was just like it was like, "Yep, yeah. that's it," because that one's hard. That yeah. Is, and yeah. so like it's like if you can get a shionage, it can be achieved. Yeah. It just was so great to me because I have also seen how difficult it is to set up that shionage, like not even to set it up for it just to happen, mm-hmm. because it's if you're not trying to do it to get it to happen is really hard um especially because nobody can really hold on if you're doing a good shionage yep. no one can hold on all the way around especially like flexible little kids people, can yeah. though yeah but flexible little kids can and so it was awesome to see out in the wild no training like you know not that she wasn't training she was trying some other good stuff but yeah, she, she did it she did exactly well, what you're supposed to do she did a sotomawari that turned into right. a shionage and that's how it's supposed to be done and what's awesome about it and this is the truth about all of the Aikido things. It is the stuff that happens. Yes. So right. there's no whatever to it. Like, she was just moving around and trying to get free, and that is a thing that happened. Because that is a thing that happen, happens within that context. Uh, and I think that's the, the truth of all Aikido, is in these little children. Mm-hmm. They're, they they're the, the promise. They're the promise. They're the keys to the kingdom. Keys to the kingdom. Kids are the keys <laughs> to, the to the kingdom. Let's let's do it. Come on. <laughs> All right. Uh, I guess I guess that's it. Then we'll do again next week. Yeah. You did, well, did you complete your tip? Yeah, yeah I did. Was, okay, that was yeah. the whole thing. Do the drill. Do that's the what I'm saying. Oh, do the drill. And see what the fuck happens. Yeah, do the drill and see what happens. Do the drill. Yeah, we got YouTube videos on it. Yeah, yeah. Go look it up if you need more help. Yeah. All right. We love you guys. Bye. Goodbye.